If you've ever been approached by a client and want to know what to consider when scoping a consulting project, this episode is really going to help you out. We'll go through the key things you need to know from the client that will help you decide on your solution, your team and your pricing. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, everyone. Here we are again. Welcome to each and every one of you. Today, we're continuing along the theme of consulting work, this time diving into how to scope a consulting project. A client of mine was recently approached with a consulting project, which she wasn't sure how to price. And although pricing is a question I get asked about a lot, it was a longer answer than she was expecting. And as we talked through her prospective client's goals, I shared my process to scope and price consulting projects, which I broke into five steps. So it seemed like a good topic to turn into a Q&A with Dr. J episode. Scoping a consulting project is all about understanding the client's goal, the outcome they want, and then being prepared by doing your research. Remember to go to the episode show notes to find this episode as an article. So while listening, you don't have to write anything down. It's all there for you as and when you need to refer back. Go to leveragedbusinesspodcast.com to get to my podcast page where you'll find all the episodes listed and links to the show notes are from there. So here we go. The five key things are needs analysis, timeline and budget, deliverables and plan, proposal and pricing, and getting to an agreement. And we'll go through each one in turn now. So number one, needs analysis. You want to enter the initial conversation with curiosity. I start with a landscape type of context analysis to fully understand where the client or the organization is struggling and why they reached out to me. At the very beginning of the process for scoping a consulting project, you're in discovery mode. In fact, this may be your initial free strategy consult name. Mine is an exploratory call or strategy discovery call. Simply asking questions and using active listening can help the client clarify their goals and feel understood. In your first meeting, your main aim should be to let the client explain their context and needs, but make sure you start with a bit of rapport building to ground the relationship. You might ask, what prompted you to reach out? What's the challenge about the current situation? What are you scared of right now? Or... What's keeping you up at night? What would success with the project look like to you? You want to ask open-ended questions and provide real-time support. What I mean by that is to ask clarifying questions and reframe the challenge where necessary. And to do that, you need to use active listening. Because at this stage, the conversation is all about understanding their business and eliciting needs. You don't need a whole history or masses of details at this stage, just a high-level view. And this is not the time to be telling them how great you are or what experience you've had. 
That will be clear just by asking good questions. You want to engage in what they share, both in the business and in them as individuals. And as the person who is most likely going to be championing or leading the work, be reassuring and enthusiastic for what they're looking to achieve. It goes a long way that they see you as a partner or collaborator, not just hired help or someone that's going to be judging them somehow. You should also remember to reflect back what you're hearing to see if you've understood correctly. Don't assume that you've got it. The client gains so much just hearing their challenge or problem conveyed back to them and can clear up any nuances. Propose what you see as the client's main needs to check understanding of of what they say they need help with. After this stage, I focus on visioning questions, which encourage the client to imagine their best case scenario. The questions are all about highlighting what's possible and allow you to understand exactly what the client needs from you as a consultant, so you don't have to fathom it out if your proposal isn't accepted. Visioning questions sound a bit like this. What would be possible for your business if all of these challenges were resolved? In the context of this project, what's your ideal outcome? If our partnership went perfectly, what would be different at the end of our time together? So the second key thing is that you really need to get a sense of their timeline and budget. Without these, you can't move forward. At a certain point on the call, you'll need to find out the timeline and budget. And there are many ways to approach this conversation. Sometimes I use a pre-survey before the scoping call in which they answer a question on project timeframe and project budget. But often when you actually get into conversation, you can actually sense that that's not quite where they're at. Or the difference between what they'd like it to be and what it actually is. On the scoping call, you can get a better sense of this timeline, asking them about it from a strategic point of view and even create urgency. For instance, by asking, what are the drivers for the project? How soon does this need to happen? What's the cost of not taking action? You'll also want to clarify your process and expectations of how you work and manage the expectations on both sides for the timeframes. Identify how the project fits with other work they have going on too, where there are possibly codependencies. Check what budget they have in mind for the project. Without a budget, you really can't move forward. And often your potential client will hem and whore about the budget. So you should ask for a ballpark budget. Can you invest 40 to 50,000 on this project? Other times, I host the scoping call first and tackle budget after I've got clarity about their goals and they recognize that I understand their challenges. After I use this kind of approach, the clients often told me that they felt like I had a good understanding of their needs and were actually able to have better discussions internally because of the clarity I'd brought them. And they will then ask me for an estimate. If they don't, then you can follow up by saying, I work with clients with a wide range of budgets. Now that we've got clarity about your goals, would you give me a sense of what you're planning to spend on the project? I'll get back to you with a few options of ways to match both your goals and your budget. Let them know when you'll send them an outline to check first that everything's aligned on the objectives for the work. The third key thing is deliverables and plan. Play back what you understood they're looking for. All you need is a briefing um, kind of outline. It doesn't have to be a fully fledged proposal at this point. 
and follow up with an email that just shares your understanding from the conversation about what they're looking for and the outcomes that they're expecting. It's critical to understand the scope and deliverables and provide a high-level plan, even if a detailed plan comes later. You need to be clear what consulting means to them because there are many different types of consultant and it can vary from industry to industry too. But even the same type of consultant can go about their process a little differently. So you can't always make assumptions that they know what your process is. If you fail to clarify these things, you'll probably experience what we call scope creep, where it's not been clear where the boundaries of the engagement or project lie and what's an opportunity to do more but outside of scope for the current project. Deliverables from consulting or advisory assignments are along the lines of a detailed report with observations, quality testing, areas of improvement and or key recommendations. And while this is an output in terms of it being a report, the outcomes or gains come from the organisation implementing those recommendations, making the improvements and realising the benefits. It's going to happen not immediately. It's going to happen either in the short, medium or longer term, but rarely immediate. That's very different to deliverables from an implementation project, which are much more tangible in the immediate sense of what gets done, what's put in place for the client. This is your opportunity to demonstrate that you fully understand their challenge. Here's the kind of email I would use at this stage for sending the outline of the deliverables and plan. Remember, it's not a full proposal at this point. This briefing offers a preliminary outline for how we might work together on, in brackets, the challenge, to check we're aligned on the objectives and vision for the work. From here, we can shape it further and add more details and a high-level plan. Based on a conversation, it sounds like you're most interested in, and then enter activity focused on removing the problem or the pain point. With this situation resolved, whatever that would be, it will ensure And there's where you say the ultimate goal or solution or gain. Through our work together, we'll, your usual process, build out the following, list the deliverables. We can talk more about how much support you want through the process. For example, if you want us to carry out these specific tasks versus offer more oversight to the implementation team who will be doing the work, then you can ask, how does this sound? I'm excited about this project and to talk more about how we could work together. Let me know in what format you need a formal proposal to be submitted and any threshold budgets for procurement purposes that you think we should be aware of. Tell them when they can expect a full proposal from you and what form that needs to take. And that's it. Close with your normal with your normal sign off and email signature. So the fourth thing is the proposal pricing. And you notice that I've actually left this off until now. What you want to do is give options that align them with cost benefits. Send out in document form, attached to an email or by post, whatever is in the client's requirement and in line with their procurement policies and procedures that you identified in the step before. We call this a letter of engagement. It's the formal proposal that sets out the above, adds any additional details the client provided or asked for and includes your terms and conditions, the agreement. I always advise providing three pricing options for the prospective client to consider. When you give a client three options, you give them greater discretion and buy into the process. The lower tier, this price is the one that reflects what you know their budget is. It's the no frills option. 
just the very basic version of the project or the first stage of the work. Mid-tier, well, this is the optimal price for you and includes all of what the client said they wanted to achieve in the time frame set. You're trying to guide them to this option. And then there's the premium level. And while it's always awesome when a client comes in at the highest tier and wants the full works, this option is primarily there to help make the mid-level option look reasonable. You can use a cover letter to recap on the outline, since not everyone who needs to see the proposal wants to wade through the full thing. They want the key bits, like an executive summary, purpose, deliverables and price. So a three-tier approach also works well for them to get a clear sense of what they're actually getting for their money. A cover note is also an opportunity to point the client in the direction of which option you think makes most sense. Usually the middle one is the most popular. This approach can work really well in your favour whilst serving the client's needs more fully too, assuming you're not overselling them what they don't actually need. I've had non-profit clients who are super price sensitive and you'd expect them to always stick with the lower tier that matches their budget. But because you took time to build the relationship and the trust through the scoping process, they often take the bigger scope because they know they need help with all of it. So they feel confident to commit to more than just the basic project or the first stage. Now, the fifth key thing is pretty obvious and straightforward, but critical nonetheless. And that's getting to an agreement. Ensure you follow up and remain flexible. Once you've submitted your proposal, and I advise you to indicate to the client when you'd expect to hear back. Some companies even go as far as to say, this proposal is valid for seven days or 30 days. I don't do that, but what I do say is I'll drop them a line in a few days to see if there's any questions that come up after reading through the proposal. And I I make sure I do follow up in a few days. And I usually offer to A, hop on a quick call to address any queries and B, arrange for a meeting if there are others involved in the decision. This brings me into their internal discussion and decision. And it becomes an informal pitch that usually feels very collaborative. Quite often, if it's not about the actual scope or deliverables or project plan, what comes up is when someone in the decision-making process on their side isn't seeing the need or urgency or isn't feeling the value for money. This is a chance to help the sponsor of the project make the internal case or to consider again the budget or scope of work. You don't want it to become a pricing discussion so much as a cost-benefits conversation. It's about aligning what they want with what it costs to deliver it. You can take bits out as long as they see the impact this will have on the value in results terms. So that's it. Five key things to determine for sculpting a consulting project and winning the client. Needs, timeline and budget, deliverables and plan, proposal and pricing and agreement. I hope this is helpful. And again, remember to go to the episode show notes to find the article version where you'll have the transcript all written down. In every one of these steps, your goal is to shape the project for best value and make sure the execution is aligned with the strategy to give the project the maximum chance of success. That's you being in service to your client as well as to your own business. So for this episode, that's all from me. And it's been a little bit of a short one, but I think it was packed with really juicy stuff. So I'd love to hear from you whether or not this is helpful and what else you need in this area. 
Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.